My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is Molly McCartney, your host, and I'm here today with Kendria Johnson, a teacher burnout coach. We're going to talk about um, how teaching is a calling, um, how it's important to listen to that and how to overcome feeling burned out as so many teachers are these days and a little more about Kendria herself. So welcome, Kendria. Oh, thank you so much, Molly, for having me. Yeah, it's you're a pleasure very to welcome. be here. Welcome. Yeah, it's great to <laughs> great to see you. Great to meet you. Um, yes. We've had a nice chat before the the recording started. So, mm-hmm. um, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what what it is that you do? What what specifically do you help women with? Well, um, I'm I'm still a school teacher by day. Mm-hmm. I am. I, I teach young children by day. And then by night, I am a mentor teacher. This is how I started about 13 years ago being a teacher. I was always that teacher that they would throw the, the new teachers in and go, go over there with her, follow her, be her shadow for the week so you can learn from her. So I always did that. But then now it's evolved into what I do now, which is I basically help teachers either get through a rough patch of their career or if they're feeling burnout or if they're feeling you know tired or if they're feeling exhausted or if they're just feeling stuck. Some people are not happy. They're just like, they don't, this is not what they want to do. You'd be surprised at how many school teachers out there who are not teaching what they want to teach and the grade level they want to teach. So, you know, I just kind of coach them through that and give them some pointers and give them some tips. And then of course, I, I talk to that exhausted teacher, the ones that are walking out, the ones that are on the verge of walking out one foot in, one foot out. And I make them go through a few steps first before, they, you know, let's let's examine what, what, you know, let's peel back some layers and figure, figure out where that's coming from. And that's that all started with me going through my own personal journey with this. Um, uh, it wasn't called burnout when it was going when I was going through it. It was just I was tired. Um, I was talking to my friends. It wasn't working. I was getting always going on vacations. It was like I was I had summer out summers all wasn't working. I was full of anxiety, full of, uh, of, I was depressed a lot. And then I was having medical issues. That was the trigger for me. I was having medical issues that were um, associated with the stress levels that I was having as a teacher. And if you're an educator out there listening, then you already know exactly what kind of stresses I am speaking about, you know, standardized testing and discipline and, you know, the, the politics of education, those things started to weigh on me. And nothing that I was doing was working. So I had to go out and seek some professional help and some mental health professionals to help me get through that part of my life. And being who I am, being the person that I am, the way my character is set up, when I when I conquer something, when I overcome something and I'm standing on the hill, I always want to reach back and get someone else. So I incorporated this, this journey and I started to talk about that with other teachers and say, you know, Hey, I made it through. This is what I went through. This is what I'm going through. This is how I got through it. And I try to leave that door open for them and usher them through it. And it's just evolved into a business now um, where I I coach on the side. I have, you know, a few clients here and there, and then I have uh, workshops that I do. Those are the most, you know, 
those are the most vigorous because they're more they're really intense I've workshops that I do with teachers about protecting their putting boundaries around their peace and protecting their you know the things that their, their value system and what they really really want to get out of their career and then having them uh, make goals teachers make goals for everyone else <laughs> for our kids for the principals for the lessons everything but we don't think about making goals for ourselves you'd be surprised at how many teachers come to me and I ask some simple questions like you know so where do you want your career to be in 10 years and they like well I you know do the same I don't know I don't know never thought about it you know so just things like that simple things like that goal setting is really important for us and um so all, everything that I do is associated with where I've been and helping someone else either not have to go through that or helping them out of it if they're already there. So mm -hmm. that's what I do. This is just a little bit about me. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's, um, <laughs> I've never heard of a teacher burnout coach or that's, yeah. what, I'm, that's what I'm calling you, <laughs> yeah. teacher's mentor, but it's yeah. so necessary these days. I do mm -hmm. know uh, several teachers who are extremely burned out. So mm -hmm. it's something that that's needed in this world because yeah, the, the yeah. women and men who care so much about educating children mm -hmm. and, and making a difference in the future are really just fallen to the wayside feeling it's like true. they can't do their purpose. And, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I know we talked uh, about uh, before the, before we began recording, we talked about this sense of purpose mm -hmm. and kind of a calling from, from God for you to be a teacher uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from, your, from your higher power. So tell me about yeah. that because there was a, some hesitancy there, but um, oh, yeah, yeah. what was the process of accepting that and answering that calling? Came well, I mean, I remember being very young and in high school and being a student teacher and I was a student teacher. So I was just helping and I didn't like it. I just did not like it. That's just I, I when I get up on stage and I, I tell my story with the microphone in my hand. That's the first thing I say. Is I hated it. And I pray and I swore. I swore, shook my fist to God that I would never be a teacher. I'll never do this. I will never do this again. So, you know, <laughs> when you make those kind of proclamations, I mean, you know that God laughs, you know, you make plans and God laughs at you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, you know, six years after that, um, I was a young adult, very young, and I was um, going back to school for the second or third time to college, trying to finish college. And I wanted to be a corporate trainer. I wanted to be in corporate. I wanted to be in charge of something. I want to be a manager, CFO, CEO, something. And the, I just kept getting the worst assignments. Corporate America is not stable. It's a lot of layoffs. <laughs> you go in one day and you don't have a job and you don't even know anything about it. You have no plans. And that kept happening to me over and over. And that voice kept speaking to me saying, I think you should be a teacher. And I would rebuke it. No, I, this not, I, that's, you didn't hear me when I said, I don't want to be a teacher. I don't, that's not what I wanted. And one day well, between those layoffs, and this is right around the same time as 9-11, um, something spoke to me because after 9-11, I thought, I don't necessarily, I want to be in corporate work, but I don't want to be the person that goes to work and then, you know, and goes to work and then dies. I don't want that. I don't want to just go to work every day and then not have my, my life mean anything. I want my life to have meaning. I want my job to have meaning. Is that possible? And that voice spoke to me again and said, I think you should think about teaching. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I volunteered to teach at volunteer. That means I wasn't even getting paid to teach at my um uh, church. My church had a school and I absolutely loved it. I fell in love with, it. I could not wait to get to school every day to teach those babies something new, you know, cause I knew that they weren't going to get it if I wasn't there and I would run to school. And then I had, I, that is when I figured out what my purpose was. That is when I figured out what I was called to do that. It was a calling. It wasn't something that fell into my lap. It wasn't something that I wanted. 
and pursued. It pursued me. I always say that, that you call the teaching found me. I didn't look for it. It found me. I love that. And, mm -hmm. and tell me a little bit more about the difference. Cause I, I, I know what you're talking about, but I love to yeah. hear your, your kind of version of this when you're trying to make life work on your terms versus when you follow that calling, like, tell me <laughs> the difference and how that feels, the quality of your life. Yeah. Um, you know. at the time I probably didn't have, they are, I didn't have the vocabulary to say the things that I know now, right. At the time, what it feels like when you're not not reaching your full potential, when you're not following your purpose, when you're not following that light that's calling you, it feels like you're pushing like a bus uphill and you're trying to get it done. And, you know, you, it's a job, so you're doing it. And you're actually probably pretty good at it, but there's something that's not right, something that won't leave you alone. I just had, I had, you know, I wasn't sleeping. I, I found myself being a teacher, even though I wasn't in the classroom. My daughter was, is, was in school at the time and I was teaching her. And um, I would teach other people's kids. And I was like, oh, let me show you this. Let me show you how you do that. Okay, you, you teach, you learn that. Let me show you how to do And I was doing that accidentally. And so, and people would say to you, people will say to you things like, you know, you'd be good at speaking. You know, maybe you should think about doing a podcast or maybe you should be thinking about being a teacher or you should think about doing, you know, um, uh, this job or that job. They will speak to you. They will speak to your heart. And you don't, you know, huh. Yeah. And, but, but then at the time, I just remember corporate being so difficult. I could not be, I couldn't get it right. Every job I had, I was either bad at it mm. or I was too good. I was so good at it. I was bored. Mm. One or the other, it was like two, two. And it's like, okay, so I need something to challenge me every day then. So it, and I still was like, in the back of my mind, I was like, even as an in corporate, I was teaching because I used, they used to put me in charge of the people that would come in and they would come in and I would teach them the ropes about whatever they do. And they would put them in and I'd have uh, like three or four people behind me at my desk. It never leaves you alone. You try to fight it and you try to <laughs> run from it, but it will not leave you alone. So I was always meant to be in front of someone at a board telling people what to do. Always. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> That's what Always. you're wired to do. I, think I was for, just programmed to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And just a note for listeners, that's super important that mm -hmm. there's certain things that, you know, you'll feel so much more present when you're doing it and it's so natural and almost too easy. But yeah. when you learn to find joy in that ease, that's where you find kind of your genius or your space yeah. where you really came to serve. And like you said, the gift chooses you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is really beautiful. So, um, so it's obvious you allow your higher power, God, your intuition mm -hmm. to lead you on this path. Mm -hmm. And uh, in your application to be on the show, you uh, mentioned something about your dream journal from five years ago <laughs> yeah. and how your life has turned out. So share with me what, what oh, there it is. <laughs> I love it with the Keep it with me. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So yeah, like kind of where you were then, um, what you dreamed up at that time and how that's kind of come to fruition. What was that like to, to allow that um, deliberate creation process to happen for you? Well, yeah, like the, um, along with speaking, uh, I was always writing. I was always right. I, I used, I've been writing since I was 15 years old. I wrote down my goals when I was 15. Now I didn't call it goal setting again. I didn't have words for those things, but I would write down the things that I wanted. And that you'd be surprised that when I would write things down and 10 years later, I'd look at it, I'd have everything just check, 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 check. It would come to pass. Everything that I wanted would come to pass. So then I was like, well, there might be something to this. So let's write down everything that we do. So in my baby, I call it my baby uh, stage 
of 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 calling those things that be not to my to my life I would accidentally write things down and wouldn't be specific. I would just like, I want a job, you know, where I can get off at a certain time. And I want a job where I can not work summers and stuff like that. And then I would write that down and then didn't want to be a teacher at the time. But then all of a sudden, 10 years later, here I am having exactly what it is that I said that I wanted. Right. So five years ago in my dream journey, when I moved to the place that I am now, uh, one of the things that pulled me out of the burnout stage that I was in was making those goals again reinventing myself and going back to those things that I knew, those things that grounded me way back when. And I wrote down things in my journal specifically this time. I want to see the world. I want to visit places that on this list. And I wrote a list of places that I wanted to visit. I want to start a business, not thinking that it would be what I'm doing now. Not, a, not at all. Didn't know what kind of business I wanted. I was like, I'm gonna start a business for myself. And then I wanna continue teaching, but I also want to be a helper. I wrote all these things down five or six years ago, okay? Then I wrote down that I wanted to write a book. That was the one I was like, I don't think I want to, I don't think that's going to be in my future. I don't, do I, did I say I wanted to do that? This is my second book. <laughs> I'm on my second book. And, and that's my a, third book coming, yeah. That's I'm a pretty book. Yeah, I hear you. I have one myself and that's no easy feat. So it's not. You were pulled, you know, pulled by that sense of purpose and that vision that just mm-hmm. came to you about like, that sounds good. Wouldn't that be nice? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I love that. I love that. And and thinking that's really a cool way. Uh, you know, the reason why I asked you that is to, mm-hmm. to hear how simplistic it can be in the moment mm-hmm. of, of dreaming up your dream life. Yes. And also uh, you brought it up the importance of redreaming. Once you mm-hmm. get to a certain spot, it can be like, well, everything's come true now. So what do I do next? Well, do it again. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> go deeper. Yeah, go, go deeper. deeper. Go deeper. Yeah. That's why I said at the baby stage, I would just write down simple things. Now I'm extremely specific because the universe doesn't know the difference. You are the one that wants it. You're the architect. Mm-hmm. You're the writer. Mm-hmm. You're, you are the writer. God does not need a car. He doesn't need a place to stay. Right. He doesn't need a job. <laughs> this is for you. You're here experiencing this thing called life. It is your responsibility to ask for what you want. If you don't get it, so what? At least you tried. You asked, right? But right. you can't just, you can't get angry with the universe because it doesn't give you what you want if you're not specific enough with it. And that's part of what I do with my teachers. That's part of what I do with my business too. Mm-hmm. You, you, We start teaching and we're like, well, do you even like what you do? No. Well, how did you get here? Well, yeah. So you have to speak and, and say what you're, I have exactly the job I want, teaching exactly what I want in the way that I want with the hours that I want. And I have autonomy. Mm-hmm. I get away with a lot of things because I designed it that way. I wrote it down mm-hmm. and I designed it that way. And yep. if there is, it's not a, it's not a magic formula. It is, you are what you speak. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it is like, it's, it is kind of like a conversation or sometimes I'll put it with my clients. It's like ordering what you want from the cosmic kitchen. And if Mm -hmm. it comes back to you and it's not what you want, then well, maybe you send it back, (laughs) but sometimes it's like, no, that is what I ordered. So thank you. And Mm -hmm. now I'll order something else because that didn't quite do the job, but yeah. And there's also, uh, what, what do you, how do you feel about this? That when we answer our calling Mm -hmm. that there is this sense of, um, I don't know. We can, the universe seems to kind of give us our blessings a little bit more flowier. I don't know. It seems to come not, I wouldn't say easier, but there's, there's it tends to be a flow that opens up because you're, yep. 
Mm-hmm. I do. Right. I agree with that because um, they, I think in, in with my mentor, I have a mentor as well. I'm a mentor and a coach and we all need our own coaches and mentors. I do. I always ask for help. I'm always evolving. Good. And we talk about that. He calls it the flow. You're in the flow. You can give me, and I've done this before, where you can give me a microphone and say, you got 10 minutes to talk and they have to rip that microphone out of my hand because <laughs> I can... I can talk about anything and be in the flow, especially if it's something that I love. Mm-hmm. So when it's something that I'm doing that I that is according to my purpose and of course God's will and and and, and the the lineage of the things that I've written out, it does seem to flow. And mm-hmm. other people think that you that it's easy. Other people think you make it look so easy. I'm gonna go do that. And they try and it doesn't work for them because it's not necessarily something you're supposed to do. That was just me doing it. Just like I can't do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I don't, I don't think I can do that anyway, but I can't do what you're doing, but I'm an excellent guest. <laughs> I don't know if I could be a host, but I'm an excellent guest, but you know, it's, 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 it's called, you're doing what you are supposed to do. And when you're uh, they I know it's overused, but you, when you're staying in your lane, your lane is clear. When you're trying to get over in someone else's lane, it starts, that's when you get into traffic and you start getting, you know, sidetracked and you like, okay, this is not working for me. And that's how I know now, because I've been doing this a while that uh, I'm not operating in that purpose, that that's probably not for me. I don't take no's anymore, personally. I think it's, oh, I'm not supposed to be doing that. So thank you for showing me that Good. I'm not supposed to be doing it. Yes, that's a big one. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. The the art of seeing the closed door as that yep. blessing, mm-hmm. that, that it is direction, mm-hmm. you know? And again, very similar to what we mentioned earlier when you're saying, no, I'm going to go for that job because that's smart or I'll be able to retire at a certain time. Da, da, da. Like I'll get all the things that I want if I do this and the universe goes, nope, <laughs> you're going to do this. Yeah. And, and it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, that, that intuitive guidance, as you mentioned, comes in lots of different forms and yeah. even our, our little everyday interactions, our little day conversations, mm-hmm. it's all the synchronicities. If we see it that way, if you see it that way and then accept it for what it is and don't, um, don't take it too personally. The nose, I don't take them as, as personally as I, as I used to, the, the, the older I get. It's like, oh, okay, well, they rejected me. And they're not, sometimes the world is not rejecting you or your idea. It's just not the right season for it. Mm-hmm. So just yeah. be grateful and be like, oh, all right, next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that brings us to something else I wanted to talk about, because we always like to talk about the little bit of the challenges that come with being intuitively guided. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have, we have very specific challenges when we're on the intuitive <laughs> path. Um, yes. And so you mentioned one of yours is kind of not giving yourself away or over giving in yeah. your business. I'm not sure if that mm-hmm. kind of applies to your personal life as well, but mm-hmm. um, so it kind of, it does kind of see it does. a little bit everywhere. It does. It absolutely does. Yeah. I'm a giver by nature. I'm a natural giver. It's just the way I show love. So with being a giver, I give too much to the wrong people or to the wrong energies, I should say, because it's not necessarily the wrong people. It's just like I'm giving some to something or I'm pouring into something that's not giving back to me. And I don't know when to cut it off because I know and I know somebody's like, "Mm -hmm, that's me, too. So and it could be a person. It could be an idea. It could be a job. And it does. They go it went, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So I'm always overgiving. So I was I was giving to that job way too much, which is the reason why I was burnt out. Mm-hmm. And then sense. I was I sometimes I give into my friendships too much, and I didn't realize I don't realize that I'm being used mm-hmm. until it's too late. And I look back on it, I'm like, man, 
but then I don't, I don't regret it. And I don't lament because anything that you give out in the universe comes back to you in different forms. And so if you curse it, then it's going to, you know, you're just going to have more of it. But if you bless it and say, you know what, they got what they needed from me. I learned that lesson. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm going to take what you, what I've learned from you and I'm going to move forward. Then I, I, re- I realize that God will bless me in different ways. Like I didn't get what I wanted from that relationship, but I'm going to get it out of the next one. Right. And so that is one of the drawbacks of being who you are, who a who, uh, giver, is that you do come in contact with a lot of people that want to take and take and take and siphon your energy and use you and use what you have and your gifts and not want to pay you for your, let's say, pay you for your time, or they just want to keep asking you to give them things or give yourself away. And then at work, it's about simply just, you know, you know well, miss, you know, you're so good with the kids and they just love you. You know, we're having something on Saturday. Do you mind coming up here and doing this? And it's just being like that. So I'm being used at work. I'm being used in my personal life. And I'm being used in other places. And that was on me, Molly. It wasn't the people. It was on me to fix that. So that is one of the things that I have to constantly be aware of. Is this giving me peace? Mm. Am I okay with this? Mm -hmm. Do you really want to say, are you saying yes because you really want to say yes? Are you saying yes because you don't want to hurt their feelings? Mm -hmm. Be be real about that. And then once you, you, if I I find that when I um, go with my intuitions and say no to certain things or certain people that, and if I'm at peace with that, they're not. (laughs) They're not. There's sometimes consequences to it, but it, it's okay. How you feel about it really is not my, my business as long as I'm okay with it. That's my right. no is okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's retraining, you know, whether it comes from families, generations, society's training, even, you know, as women, sometimes we're, we're, you know, we got, we're trained to be very nice and giving, and mm-hmm. we have that motherly side. So we do want to take care of others, but it does enable others not to do their work, you know? Yep. And so um, I know there's a, there's, I believe it's uh, Cheryl Richardson's a coach. Uh, I used to listen to her, her show. And um, she would say, uh, allow me to disappoint you. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what you should think when you're tempted, when you're like, uh, I'm torn. I don't want to do this thing, but I want to say yes. Yeah, like, don't want to do it. Allow yeah. me to disappoint you. No, because <laughs> yeah. it will no. teach you something. Yeah. yeah. You'll grow I have, as I have a, a whole, spiritual um, You absolutely will. Now it's, I will say, cause I've had this conversation with a few people that it gets lonely (laughs) gets a little lonely Mm -hmm. when you have to say no to certain people that are not feeding your spirit you it does get lonely because you're not invited or you are invited and you just you don't want to be there but um I just believe on the other side of it is my rainbow and my and my sunshine I do I believe that that's right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the, uh, the sacrifice, you know, every, there's always a give and take with the, with life, you know, and so that's mm-hmm. the sacrifice, but, um, kind of embracing that, uh, solitude, uh, or loneliness, it does appear as loneliness sometimes mm-hmm. can, can bring up a strength that we wouldn't have otherwise. And that's exactly, I pulled a few cards for you, if you don't mind. Oh, sure. Um, sure go. <laughs> so we'll just uh, kind of take a look at that spiritual journey of, um, what you're dealing with in terms of not, um, not wanting to disappoint people or, or mm-hmm. being challenged to not give of yourself too much. You definitely are being challenged to ground yourself in your true beliefs in every single area. So, mm-hmm. so you do it at work again. Well, like we said, you know, people need, uh, people who help people still need help, you know, Yes. and coaches need coaches. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a, that thing when it happens to us, like it's, 
if I'm really close to a situation, it's very hard to give myself a reading on that. Mm -hmm. you know? So it's the same with you in this situation. It's, you know, it, you see it, and yet it's about getting grounded. So I feel like there's like two very specific situations right now. Uh, I feel feminine energy, but um, really important that you put your foot down and do <laughs> what you say you mean. Um, yeah. So, so there's definitely like it, they might kind of, and usually this is family or friendships of long, long time. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of times that, that will be the people that push our buttons the most and challenge mm -hmm. that because they knew us way back when, and mm -hmm. we're different now. So, so definitely getting grounded in that and also accepting the, the good with the bad. Um, there's a, a story in the, the, this other card that I drew for you, uh, the Pachamama card, which is about uh, mother earth and her the way that she will burn down a forest so that a new forest can grow. Okay. And, and in, in that, that story, she, mm -hmm. she's sad about that. She mourns the old forest because she mm -hmm. has to do this in order for the new to grow. Yes. Um, and so that that's going to be an important aspect of, of going through that so that you mm -hmm. can into your heart space fully, because mm -hmm. it, this pattern most likely causes you to go into either some anger or some resentment Mm -hmm. And you don't like it, especially because of that, because you know that you're so heart centered and mm -hmm. that's how you prefer to be. So, mm -hmm. um, whatever pattern this is, um, I feel the choice that you, you are going to be making or the way that you're going to be stepping into your power is going to mm -hmm. create the need for you to get really comfortable with the uncertainty of what yeah. that relationship brings Yes, and what comes next. And so definitely you, you said it on the nose, the loneliness, the, the feeling unsupported, like mm -hmm. you're kind of your own tree trunk growing in your own, you know, forest mm -hmm. for a little while, but those other trees will grow up around you. You're going to have company. Um, mm -hmm. and it's just important to, to honor the past because it will be laid for you as you know, cool. from, from the past. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, absolutely. I can relate to everything you said on the money. It's it's going through my head right now that <laughs> it has names, situations and people. In, in involved in it and it was a hard decision to make but I had to do it mm -hmm. because who I am where, for where I need to go I have to be a little different I can't be the same girl I was five ten years ago I have to always evolve and sometimes people get used to you the way you were mm -hmm. and so when you change they don't yeah, they don't recognize you're different. You. What's I'm worried about you. This, this is a quote a direct quote I'm worried about you what's going on with you you don't come out like you used to well I'm I'm working <laughs> have a birth this baby out here I had to get this baby out That's and true. it's nothing personal it's just yeah mm -hmm. but it is lonely it's a lonely space but I have to be here and I'm comfortable with it and I do embrace it good. I, I love my own company I am I'm enjoying my own company it's okay good I love it yeah and it's really important and this is for listeners as well that these times of expansion um are absolutely um it's it's absolutely important to have those times in the bubble, almost like a little mini sweat lodge to unto yourself. So you can detox the old, get to know who you are. It's almost like being in the womb, mm -hmm. being reborn again. Uh, and so it's, you know, it's just you in there and you and your spirit, yeah. you and God. And so like, what's going on? Okay. Maybe uh, instead of filling the time with company, I'll take a walk or read a book or do a meditation. Mm -hmm. I'll do something to lift myself up and bolster myself instead of looking for those, those relationships to fill the space. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. you, it sounds like you're in the exact right place for that. 
I definitely am. <laughs> Good. Awesome. Well, it, has, it has been a joy talking to you, um, yes. meeting you all the way across the globe like we are. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if you, are you open to sharing where you are right now? Oh, sure. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> really- I live in, everyone always asks me, so it's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they like, you know, oh, I thought you were in the States. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm from Dallas, Texas, but I live in Abu Dhabi, which is a throw, a stone's throw from Dubai. And they're not the exact same place. Right. But they are right next to each other. And so um, I live in the quieter part of Dubai. That's very <laughs> so cool. I, um, yes, I love it here. I've been here eight years now, seven, eight years now. So um, yeah, I live in the desert. So it's always the same temperature all the time. Wow. And you do your work online, right? So I do with people all over the world, all over the world. That's, that's cool. the way I like it. Isn't that great? The pandemic opened that world up to us. Yeah, that you did. can really have a whole conversation and I still feel your energy even though we're not in the same room. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've cried. <laughs> I've shed <laughs> tears over the Zoom with, you know, uh, I've had um, therapy sessions over Zoom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's a whole new world now, you know, yeah. instead of being on the phone with people and to look in their face and look in their eyes and share energy yeah, through this space. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful. Well, where can people from all over the world find you if they oh my wanted gosh, to yes. get in touch with you? Well, the the best way to get in touch with to get all of my handles is to go to my website, and that's www.iamkendria.com. That's i am k e n d r i a dot com, and it has my you know my phone number, my address. Even though I live in another country, it has everything there, and it has my email address. It has how you can book me. It has um, my freebies on there. It has my um, uh, an excerpt of the book. I did an audio version of the book. It has a masterclass about what the book is about, how the masterclass came before the book. It has all kinds of things on there about me, of course. But then if you want to contact me or book me or book some time with me, you can just hit me up on the email. I think there's a click on there where you can, um, a calendar click where you can book some time with me. Beautiful. Well, thank you Mm -hmm. for sharing and thanks for bringing your lovely presence to the show. Yes. Um, And thank you listeners for listening. We will catch you next time. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.